God, thank you for your word spoken to us um, through David and uh, the situation that he's going through and what he's crying to you about. Uh, God, I pray that this will speak to us. I love how Vitaly prayed before we started recording that this text is, this, this word, this chapter is just a text until you show up, God. And so we don't want this just to be a podcast about, you know, understanding this chapter, but God, for you to show up wherever the person is listening, home, maybe in a dark place in their life, maybe they're driving to work, just distracted with so many things in this world. Um, God, I pray that you would meet the people, meet your people through this chapter. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So Psalm 6, title, A Prayer for Mercy. Um, it seems like David is just... Uh, like, it just seems like a big, like, emotional, like, not really much theology here, you know? It's just David's feelings. Um, and so, like, you read it, like, what are we going to get out of David's feelings, you know? But, um, you know, like, obviously, he's coming from a place where, like, we read it, like, like, the background of this. Like, do, do we know, like, what this is all about? Like, where is he coming from? Yeah, and guys, we have a special guest with oh, us yes. today. I don't think he's even a guest. I should have introduced should have him. Introduced him as that. He's just a an awesome brother. Loves the Lord. Loves ministry. Loves people. Um, a he role came model. To visit us for the holidays, all the way from the sunny state of Missouri. Boom, so boom, boom, boom. Welcome, boom, Dima Mufti, uh, which is he's a father now. So he, I think, a lot of fathers. I feel like when when people become fathers, they they relate a lot more to scripture because. You know they have this unconditional love for someone else and you know he i guess i guess and the family unit is really like molded yeah, after like whole, so much things yeah. that god is all about so exactly so. dima it's good to have you here with us thank you guys we were honestly talking about having you on this podcast from like day one i'm happy to be here thank you for the opportunity yeah and uh looking at psalm 6 uh we this is a psalm of david and something about david he was a master of repentance. Yeah, uh, he was not ashamed to uh, put his uh, life uh, right in the open in front of everybody. Living in a society where we're so individualistic and so hidden, so closed off, and David was just an open letter. Yeah. Everybody knew about his scandals, but everybody knew about his repented heart. So he and was thank a God for that. Master of like two thousand years later, we're still being blessed by David's yeah. rawness and openness. Yeah. And I remember, like uh, when I was still going to MCC, this this was a while back. Um, there was a point in my life when I was really struggling, and uh, all I can do is just sit in the parking lot at MCC and just go through the Book of Psalms and just sob. Yeah. And there was a period in my life where I couldn't read anything else, just the books of Psalms, and it was uh, giving me strength to go on. And uh, the book of Psalms is really a poetic book. You should really know how to properly read and understand it. It's not a theology book. It, it was written in, in poems. and Although uh, I think there's so many reflections of theology. Exactly, because it's all about Christ at the end. Even in this psalm later on, we see David... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, uh, it, in fact, Jesus in John 12, he quotes uh, from here from Psalms, but there's a lot of symbolism, uh, literally uh, a, a lot of um, figurative speech and yeah, so on and right. so forth. And um, 
David is just being transparent, raw and unedited, how you guys call yeah. this. But it seems like whatever is going, like we don't know necessarily where David is coming from in this chapter, but there's obviously something happened. Like yeah. that's an, that's an obvious point. Like whether this was this this was after David sinned with Bathsheba and Nathan just, you know, called him out on it, or this is something else. But David's in a place where like he has nothing. Like he just messed it up. Yeah, and like just to kind of give some context, we can see that David like he's he's found in this like state of hopelessness and it's almost like a repeat of the other episodes that we've been recording like he's basically depressed you know a lot of even preachers and pastors they believe that you know christians can't be affected by that but we clearly see here that david does love god he has a real relationship with him but he's still you know being you know fluttered with these emotions of depression but um we love that you know he he writes like even in the first verse like oh lord like he's He's first of all addressing his name as if he knows him. Yeah. And it's interesting because David, he was he was a king of a nation. You know, he was this really powerful right. figure, his yeah. this this being of power. Um he's you know, he has status, he has a reputation to upkeep, but when he approached the throne of God, you know, being so broken and like, you know, a couple of missing pieces in his life, he just comes to him as a son. Uh, as good. simple as like a son approaching his father, you know, he yeah. comes to him and he's stripped of all of his titles. He has no, you know, pedigree. He has nothing to brag with. You know, you know he's he, like, God he could have came as like, you know, compared himself to other people in the village. There, there's plenty of people in Israel that sinned, did bad stuff. And David did a ton of good stuff. You know, he killed Goliath. I mean, so many things in his life, but yeah, he doesn't I, come with this kingship. He doesn't yeah. come with that. I think we can learn a lot from this because sometimes, you know, us as, you know, we, we mess up, we go through life, we get dirty, we make mistakes. And, you know, sometimes us, you know, as professing believers, we can come to God and, you know, almost like with a sense of pride, like either God owes us something, so give it to me, or we don't approach him because, you know, we feel so low, you know, the enemy just come kind of creeps in with, you know, you're not good enough. Uh, God's not going to listen to you. Just all these literal lies, you know, that are not in Scripture. And, you know, when, when we do feel like that, we have to, you know, remind ourselves that we're able to approach God, yeah. you know. And you know what the, the crazy thing, Vitaly, is, is that the antidote to sin is Christ. Yeah. But it's nat that nature of sin causes us to run and hide. Like Adam did that in the garden. Yeah. Right? Or run and earn. Or run and earn exactly yeah. and I, I think Dima that's perfect because in verse 4 he says turn Lord rescue me rescue me save me because of your faithful love yeah so, God's reputation is on stake not David's yeah that's so good you see it, sin wants you to like it beats you down enough that you want to go run away earn up muster up some sort of feel goodness and then you can approach god as if we're supposed to trade him for something but david here in verse 4 he says save me because of your faithful love like he he's coming to him not waiting until he feels better to yeah. show up he's coming to him in the raw like he just messed up like he is at the bottom of the barrel right now right and that's when he approaches god and there's a, there's a clear like visible indication that um, David didn't come to God based on his feelings, like Vova just fat, said. It was based on his faith. Like he believed. He he has kind of this 
he knows who God is and he knows who he's not. And God won't shoo you away if you come to him in your, in your, in your brokenness, you know. And, and even though he's a sinner, right? And even though he just messed up and he's a king, he still comes to him as yeah. a son. And that's, that's just a clear example of how great God's love is. Like we, I think with human terms, we can't define God's love. We can try to imagine, but I think in reality, we're barely scratching the surface. And it's going to take, I honestly, all of eternity to discover and know what it means to be loved by God. Yeah. There's another uh, portion of scripture where David says, I would rather fall into the hands of God for punishment because I know he's rich in mercy. Wow. And then he says that here, here kind of too. He says, don't rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. But uh, I want to mention something else also. As far as marriage goes, David was filthy rich. Yeah. If he wanted to appease his conscience through good works, good deeds, he could have given gold and silver and, yeah. and bring tons of sacrifices and wipe his conscience. But David being still under the Old Testament, under the Old Covenant, he right. understood that although we have the rituals in place, they're powerless because he, he, he was feeling something, uh, something still lacking because he still says in Psalms and the other place that if, if you wanted, if you God wanted more sacrifices, I would bring it to you, but, but yeah. you didn't desire more sacrifices yeah. from me. Yeah. What you desired is a broken and contrite spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's such, that's, that's probably one of the biggest lessons. Like that, I mean, there's so many things you can learn from David, but that's just something that's so unique about him. And think about it. These, these Psalms are blessing us 2000 years later. Yeah. You know, they're still blessing us today by his brokenness. Yeah. Yeah. I really like a point here in my footnotes in the Bible that says that, uh, in light of this Psalm, sincere prayer is a prescription not only f that heals the body but strengthen strengthens the weakened soul because david here he's he almost feels like he's rotten from within his bones are basically decaying because what what guilty conscience does it warps you from within that's 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 a, a torture when, when we don't have a way out of a situation and you know what's interesting Dima? Uh, sorry to cut you off but um you mentioned earlier that like this is in at some correlation to how Jesus felt. Yeah. Think about it. Like in John 12:27 says when Jesus was right going to the cross right before he was going to the cross he actually quoted the psalm yeah. this psalm he says now my soul is is troubled what shall I say father save me from this hour and then he continues in saying for this very reason I came. Yeah. to lay my life down. Yeah. And think about that, like this, the sin rots the inside of our bones, you know, and Jesus felt that he's quoting a sinner, David, after he just sinned, which is like, it's, it's like to wrap our heads around that is so huge. Yeah, but David was suffering the consequences of his own sin, but the son of God yeah. was blameless and he was suffering the sin of the entire world. Yeah. That's that's so that's that's something that's just like to grasp that is massive. Like David here is is crying and crying out to God from his own pain. Jesus feeling similar pain, quoting this pain. He's feeling the the, the sin rot his bones, but that wasn't his sin. That was yeah. us. Yeah. Man, that's huge. Yeah, and uh, well, maybe you can share with us like the difference between like the way david approached 
uh, the Father and the way that uh, the difference between Jesus is um, kind of what he came to the earth for. You mean like the difference between like how David um, David felt in this passage versus Jesus? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think like that's actually like the biggest difference is the is the the source of that problem. Yeah. Was was from two different cases completely, but I think it's more so than the difference. I think there's so much similarity in how they felt, and I think that's what's so profound. Yeah. Is that Jesus felt pain like this. Like we're reading David, we're like, yeah, David messed up. But Jesus quotes this feeling. Being sinless. Being sinless. Yeah. That's 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 a that's crazy. And those those feelings he was feeling were similar, but it was because of us. He was taking that upon himself. Yeah. So there's... why so let me it's already can drop but so then why catch this. Why do we feel like we want to feel this pain? It feels good sometimes to beat yourself up, you know? I'm 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 so bad. I'm so terrible. And you shame yourself after sinning, and you shame yourself. You don't run to the Father. You shame yourself to try to somehow like justify yourself. Where Jesus felt that pain already for you. Run to the Father. Run to the solution. Don't hide and wait. Don't wait for a better time. Run to Him now. Because what flesh says, try harder. And next time you're gonna be better. Christ says it is finished. I've done it for you just accepted by faith yeah that's that's something that in my life took took so long for me to just grasp and, and realize um but yeah we want to sometimes just have have some sort of contribution to almost our salvation you know or like our deliverance thing. or you know a new way of life like we want to have our finger in the pot when just like uh dima said like it's it's as simple as it's finished you know the work has been completed just come you know, come dine with me. Jesus invites us to, to have this pure, undivided fellowship with Him. But yeah, we're still trying to make it equal and try to do something for Him. Yeah. Try to try to match up to Him. Yeah, and I think there's there's a an amazing verse in uh, Hebrews chapter four, uh, beginning from verse fourteen. I'll just read it real quick. It says, "Since then we have a great High Priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession." For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize yeah. with our weaknesses, mm, but the, so but he's able in every respect. But one who is able in every respect, um, he's been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Yeah. So like David, he was going through this personal struggle. He was going through this like almost dark moment in his life. Guess what? Jesus wasn't too far gone. He was right there because. In another verse, it says that he was slain before the foundations of the world. So in the spiritual, you know, world, he's already died on the cross, and his his blood was shed, you know, over over all of humanity. But it was a matter of time until he was manifested in the physical. But here it says like he's able to th sympathize. You know, yeah. sometimes we feel alone. We feel like David sobbing in his pillow at night, all alone. You know, even though he was a leader. Yeah, no one to cry out to. You know, that that kind of stuff, just because you're a believer, doesn't exempt you from going through those dark valleys of life, you know. But we do have a high priest, you know, who's able to sympathize, who's able to stoop down on our level. And, and, yeah, I want to just highlight the fact that David, in this, like, sobbingness and his feelings, David was a leader. So, like, if you're listening right now and you're the, you're the father of your family, 
You're the leader of your family and you feel like this. God sympathizes with you. That's how David was. David was a leader, crying. And Jesus having these similar feelings. Where was that written in, in Hebrews you said? Yeah, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 14. Yeah. And then later on it even says, let me just hit this real quick. Verse 16 is very powerful. It says, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne Amen. of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Yeah, I think that's the that's the perfect way to end this. That's the, that's the best application right there. Yeah, Boldly come before the throne of grace. like Dave, Just like David, come to him as a son. See, David, um, he being in the Old Testament under the old system, he would approach God on the merits of a slain animal. But even those sacrifices David felt something that they are not sufficient to bring him in a perfect relationship with God. He still felt something missing, I believe. While in the New Testament, just Vitaly just read, we come in through the merits boldly into the presence of God, not on our good works, behavior, or anything else that we do, but solely and alone only the blood of Jesus. This yeah. is the only ground that we approach God on. Yeah. The only thing. And it's amazing that David saw that year, thousands of years yeah. before. Because he said, if, if you wanted more sacrifices, he could bring it to you, but but you didn't desire anymore. Yeah. So 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 God is God was is showing us a picture that 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 if you want to clean your conscience, the only way you can clean your conscience from evil deeds is through the blood of Jesus. Yeah. I think that's the perfect way to And then it. It's, there's a portion of scripture that says that if your conscience is still bugging you or bothering you, God is greater than that conscience. God is greater. Yeah. Because there's a, there's a difference between being convicted. You see, Holy Spirit always convicts and draws you to repentance. Right. Satan condemns. Yeah. Condemnation is not of God. Yeah. Conviction is... You see, the Bible says that the goodness of God brings us to repentance yeah you know if david didn't see the goodness of god he would run away from god yeah. but he saw the goodness of god he said i would rather fall into the hands of god because i know he's rich in mercy yeah so this goodness of god draws us to repentance show us our lack but at the same time doesn't doesn't shun us but brings us right in his hey the blood can cleanse you and you're a son yeah you're a son in my sight because when god looks at us he sees no merits in us all he sees is the blood of jesus yeah because because if you if you remember in genesis it says i'll see the blood on the doorpost and i'll pass by the wrath of god passed by because of the blood because of the blood yeah so how you you know wherever you are right now wherever you're coming from what you may have just done messed up made a mistake, did something terrible, whatever it is in your life, and you might feel like David here, just crying your pillow in your heart, maybe not physically, but in your heart, crying and just, don't stay there. Don't pity yourself. Don't stay and wait to feel better. Don't punish yourself to somehow match up. Run to God. Run yeah. to Him now. Run to Him as you are. Tell Him straight up. Say, God, I did this. I'm so sorry. Come to Him, just like Vitaly read in Hebrews 4. Come boldly before the throne of grace. Come to him as a son. He loves you. He wants to hear from you. Yeah, and it's it's funny. You don't have to be an introvert or extrovert to be confident. You know, God gives it 
to you. He gives, he puts it in you by his spirit, you know? So you just kind of, sometimes we look outwardly for, you know, for this source of strength, but, you know, just stop and pause and, and look inwardly what God has already kind of deposited into your heart, you know, and he, he saved your soul. He redeemed you. He's continuing to redeem you and he's gonna redeem you. And it's, it's a promise that we can confidently stand on. And I think that's what keeps us, um, you know, continues our walk to, you know, running towards Jesus instead of running away from him. Yeah. Why don't we pray? There's a scripture that gives us a promise. If you come to me, by no means, God says, I'll cast you away. By That's no good. means. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. Do you want to close us out in prayer? Father, thank you for your blood. This still has power today. Still has power to cleanse us, transform us, give us a new life. Father, here we are right now in this room, but only you know who's listening and where they're at right now. Father, I pray for every soul, for every individual. Perhaps they're at the uh, dead end situation in their life. Show them a way out through your cross, through the blood. There's victory in the blood. Amen. There's life in the blood yeah. of Jesus. And there's promise. If you partake of this, you will have life in you. Jesus, we worship you because you're so good. You're good and your mercy endures forever. And I thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to just be a part of your family through your blood and not come to you on any other merits, but through the merit of your son, Christ Jesus. We worship you. Amen. Amen. Yes, thanks, guys, for listening. Um, we love you. We, we bless you guys. And... Uh, Stay tuned for the next episode. Bye-bye.